Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Village's Daily Sun's What's Happening podcast. I'm Holly Lawler, the Associate Managing Editor of Broadcasting for the Daily Sun. And joining me is Executive Producer of the Village's News Network, Jill Winters. We're going to tell you about what's happening in and around Florida's friendliest hometown. So let's get started with something on everyone's minds right now, and that's hurricanes. Yes, Holly, there are a couple of tropical disturbances being watched right now, and it's still too early to tell where they will land. But it is an urgent reminder that if you haven't stocked up on your hurricane preparedness kit, now is the time. If you just moved here and don't know where to start or you just need a little refresher, we've already done the work for you. You can find a complete hurricane preparedness guide at the village's dailysun.com. Just scroll on down to the bottom of the page. And if you're out shopping, you might notice that many of your favorite stores now carry personal protection equipment or PPE, even stores where you wouldn't expect to find it. It's just another way stores are trying to bounce back from taking a hit in March and April when the pandemic shut them down. Stores like the Kylie's Closet in Brownwood, Patchington in Spanish Springs, and the Purple Pig and Carabongo in Lake Sumter Landing now sell items like face coverings, hand sanitizer, and gloves, along with their regular merchandise. They say customers ask for the items, and they sell well. Plus, they make customers feel safe. And Holly, safety is important when you are a business trying to survive, so our local establishments are doing their best to make people feel safe about coming inside by doing lots of cleaning and making other adjustments. At Patchington and Spanish Springs, once someone tries on and does not buy the merchandise, the items are sanitized with tea tree oil and kept in the back of the store for a few days to ensure they are clean and can be touched and worn by another customer. The fitting rooms are also cleaned after each use. Store manager Candy Patterson says many customers prefer coming in to shopping online because they like to try clothes on. You don't need a lot of clothes to go swimming, Jill. And now that the Village's aquatic swim team is back in the pools, they have expanded practices from only meeting at Mulberry Grove Recreation Center to also practicing at Rohan Rec Center. So that means it's a lot easier for people in the southern area of the Village's to attend practices. They say they've already gotten a few new members since expanding and are always looking for more. Check the recreation news for the times and days of those practices. And Holly, swimming is just one of the many sports that are part of the senior games, and I'm sure many people were disappointed when the Village's games had to be canceled back in April. About 35 members of the swim team usually go to the state games, and now anyone who wants to qualify will have to do it at another state event. There are at least four fall qualifiers planned not far from the villages in Gainesville, Tampa, Ormond Beach, and Sanford. The state games are scheduled for December 4th through the 13th in Fort Lauderdale. And this also happens to be a qualifying year for the 2021 National Senior Games, which also happens to be planned for Fort Lauderdale. If the Florida Senior Games are called off, anyone who qualified for the 2017 National Senior Games would be invited. You can go to floridaseniorgames.com to find out when and where the remaining qualifying events will be held. Golf is also a popular Senior Games event, Jill. And if you're having trouble getting out of your head when you're playing and it's affecting your game, you might want to check out this new class through the Village's Golf Academy. Instructor Tom Talbot has brought back his sports psychology clinic to help golfers identify what their distractions are and then learn how to make a good shot in spite of those distractions. Tom says your attention span only needs to be as long as your golf swing. He draws from sports psychologists to help you stay in the moment and redirect negative thinking and frustration. 
So that sounds like something a lot of golfers out there could benefit from. I know my son could use some help with that, redirecting of negative thinking. He's 12 and he thinks he should play like a pro, but I guess everyone gets upset when they make a bad shot. Holly, the Village's golf and tennis temporarily suspended guests' play at the executive golf courses because they didn't want to handle cash and possibly spread the coronavirus. So now they are inviting guests to come back by buying a handy-dandy little new card called the Executive Golf Guest Play Card. Anyone with a valid guest ID card can purchase a guest play card for $44. That card is valid for four rounds of play on any executive golf course north of State Road 44. That price does include greens fee and trail fees. You can get your guest a card at any regional recreation center or district customer service center. And starting Saturday, Jill, golfers can apply for a new course access pass that is replacing the current reasonable accommodation program. The new card will allow limited mobility golfers the same privilege of parking closer to greens and tees. The only change is it is based solely on a state-issued disabled license plate or placard. Current cards remain valid through December 31st, so you have plenty of time to get your new one if you already have one. A resident couple's grandson also loves golf holly, and he just got to play in the Price Cutter Charity Championship over the weekend. George Nicer is the grandson of Village of Springdale residents Dick and Caroline Nicer, and just turned pro last month after a successful run at the University of Wisconsin Green Bay. The Nicers were in the crowd when George won the Horizon League men's golf title last year, just a short drive away at Mission Inn in Howie in the Hills. Last Monday, he shot a career-best 63 to earn his spot in this past weekend's Corn Ferry Tour Stop in Missouri. George is a frequent visitor to the villages and plays a lot of golf with his grandfather when he is here. It's nice to see young and upcoming athletes with ties to the villages. We like to keep an eye on them, don't we, Holly? Yes, we do, Jill. And over at the Villages High School, there are plenty of up-and-coming young athletes. And for the first time in a long time, the football team has a quarterback competition. Last year, quarterback Mac Harris became the program's all-time leader in more than a dozen offensive categories. And since his graduation, coach Richard Pettis has been looking for the next man for the job. He was lucky enough to find two worthy candidates. Joe Gilchrist and Brandon Kennard are both juniors who are making each other better by competing to be the best. Pettis says they are both true quarterbacks, and he's having fun watching them. Fall football camp was supposed to begin today, but has been postponed for a couple weeks. But no matter when it starts, only one of those two young men will be named the starting quarterback when it's over. So that also will be exciting to watch. Holly, over at Wildwood Middle High School, they have the same leader returning to the quarterback position for the upcoming season. That quarterback is Nate Michael, and this is the senior quarterback's third straight year as the Wildcats' starting quarterback. He says he's ready to go out with a bang and plans to be a lot more engaged with the offensive line this time around and prepare himself to know everything happening on the field. Since the beginning of the summer, Nate has been working out with his new head coach, Vince Brown Sr., and says he already feels bigger and better. So this season should be a great one for this this team too, Holly. I agree, Jill. I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to this upcoming football season. Workouts are a big part of football, and even though the Recreation and Parks Department closed the fitness centers inside the rec centers last week because of rising COVID-19 numbers, you can still get a workout on the outdoor fitness equipment at several rec centers. North of County Road 466A, you can find the equipment at Mulberry Grove, Paradise, and Lake Myona rec centers. 
South of 466A, you can work out at Rohan, Spanish Moss, Sugarcane, Riverbend, Everglades, and Water Lily Rec Centers. You can use it from 7 a.m. to dusk, and please limit your time to one hour and follow all the posted directions. Holly, a lot of people exercise to help ward off Alzheimer's disease, and some new research just came out that shows promise for another way to prevent dementia. Researchers at the Seagull Center for Hyperbaric Medicine and Research at Shamir Medical Center in Israel published a peer-reviewed study showing the positive impact of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Currently, the only place in the world where these researchers' intervention is available beyond research trials is here in the villages at the Aviv Clinics inside the newly opened Center for Advanced Healthcare at Brownwood. The facility and a future location in Dubai will be the first globally to put the research findings to work commercially. The study showed 63 healthy adults aged 65 and older who received the hyperbaric oxygen therapy showed improvements in attention, information processing speed, and executive function. So that's some pretty exciting news as well for our audience. It really is, Jill, and I hope people will take advantage of the beautiful new Aviv Clinic over there in Brownwood. If you have dementia or are a caregiver, you may want to attend the Alzheimer's Association International Conference, but you don't have to travel to do it. It will be held virtually this year, starting today and running through Friday, and it will offer more than 50 live sessions and more than 100 on-demand sessions. It's all free, so go to alz.org to find out more about this great resource. Holly, that really is a great resource that could be useful to so many people in the community. Another very helpful group for our community is SHINE, which stands for Serving Health Insurance Needs of Elders. SHINE used to offer free, unbiased counseling about Medicare plans at the recreation centers, but now they are doing everything virtually, as many groups are. You can still talk to a trained volunteer who will answer all of your questions about Medicare plans. So just visit floridashine.org for more information on that. Those Medicare plans can be confusing, Jill, so that's a really useful resource for our audience as well. We also like to let our audience know how you can be useful in this community, and this time we're going to focus on our furry friends. Jill, you and I are both cat people, and I don't know about you, but this volunteer opportunity sounds like a win-win situation to me. Sumter County's Your Humane Society, SPCA, needs volunteers to come to the shelter and just hang out in the cat area. You get to spend time with a whole bunch of cute cats, just interacting with them and petting them so they can get used to being around humans, so people want to adopt them. The shelter also needs grant writers, researchers, photographers, help with facility maintenance, and more fosters. And they also need help taking care of the dogs. The next volunteer orientation at Your Humane Society will be this Saturday, so call them at 352-793-9117 to find out if you can help in any way. Switching gears to Entertainment Holly, we've been talking about how the Sharon L. Morse Performing Arts Center and the studio theater Tierra Del Sol have been trying to keep theater alive for our community in creative ways. Since live theater isn't a good idea right now, they started a staged play reading series where the actors rehearse a show a few times and then they perform on a minimal set at the studio with scripts in hand or on music stands. Then they record it and stream it on select dates and all you have to do is buy 
buy a $10 ticket and enjoy it from your couch. The first show in this series is The Violet Sisters, and it has streamed twice already, with one more show to go this Friday at 7 p.m. The show was written by Gina Famia, who just happens to be the daughter of Village of Mallory Square residents Joanne and Dennis Famia. You can get your tickets at thevillagesentertainment.com and see what other shows they have coming up in this series. Jill, the studio is still hoping to have its regular season starting in September, but they know that the intimate experience they are known for is not possible at this time. So they have moved at least the first two shows of the season to the Sharon, where the audience can spread out and still feel safe. The Sharon is designed to hold a thousand people, but they will not seat any more than 200 at these shows. So it's going to be a different experience, but with the same thought-provoking material that you're used to from the studio. So if you're missing live theater, go to thevillagesentertainment.com and check out Season 5 at the Sharon, which, as of now, opens September 25th. Another group that is anxious to get back to performing is the Village's Philharmonic Orchestra, which also performs at the Sharon. The orchestra is planning a Labor Day Pops concert at 3 and 7 p.m. September 6th, doing two performances to give more people a chance to see the show, as like you said, Holly, the Sharon is heavily limiting audience capacity to allow for social distancing. Tickets for the Pops concert start at $25 and go on sale Wednesday through the Village's box office. And Jill, here's an interesting story to wrap up this week's podcast. We visited Riverview Apiaries last week in Lake Panasofki to hang out with beekeeper Scott Irving, who many local residents know from the Brownwood Farmer's Market, where he sells his local honey. He's always interesting to talk to, and he told us about a new setup he's trying using horizontal hives instead of the normal vertical hives. He said he did a lot of research, and many other countries are having success with this method, so he's trying it out. He said the goal is to disturb the bees less so they produce a better product. And he's anxious to see if it works, but won't know until the end of the season, so we'll keep everyone posted on his progress. We appreciate him working so hard to protect the pollinators that make our food. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. As always, you can find all of our podcasts by visiting thevillagesdailysun.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. I'm Holly Lawler. And I'm Jill Winters. Tune in again next week to stay up to date on what's happening around the villages.